So uh, Johnny was playing, and he wanted to play. Uh, he wanted his dad to play with him, but his dad was working, you know, worked from home, and his little office there. Johnny kept bothering him, and Dad's like, you know, I gotta I have this meeting, this conference call. I gotta be, gotta be present to that. I can't play right now. And Johnny was just sort of being uh, a little bit of a bother. And so then, you know, the dad said, you know, I've got to figure out something. Uh, for the next hour to keep him occupied so that I can get this meeting finished. Huh? And, and so we thought about it for a second and then he saw this uh, uh, little National Geographic magazine sitting there and he opened it up and he flipped through it and then he, he found what he was looking for. It was a big map of the world, all the different colors and names and everything. And, you know, Johnny was young enough that that uh, concept would be uh, difficult for him. And so the dad took it and he ripped it out and he cut it into a couple hundred pieces. And he threw it on the floor. He said, now, uh, Johnny, uh, put this together. And after, we, after you're finished, we'll, we'll go outside and play catch or something. And he says, all right, that, that's going to buy me at least an hour. And so uh, Johnny set to work immediately. And, and like 15 minutes later, he walks into his dad's office. And, and he's, he's, he's got you know, the, the thing finished. And you know, the dad's like, well, how did you do that? And Johnny, that's, that's, that's amazing. And he says, well, I, have no, you know, I don't know what the world looks like. I, you know, I, I didn't know what to do with that. But I, as I was trying to figure it out, I, I realized that on the other side of it was a picture of a man. So I know what a man looks like. So I put the man together, and I put big paper over it, and I flipped it. And there it is. It's all done. So let's go play catch. Is that, you know, the, the dad thought to himself, uh, makes perfect sense to, uh, to get the world right. You have to get the man right, right? To get the world right, we have to get ourselves right. And this is, this is what uh, the Lord was, was reminding the Jews in the gospel today. Because all, all these laws you have, that we have, that you've been obedient to, that I've been obedient to, why did God give them to us? You know, the Torah, you know, the, all these things, which is the greatest? And he summarizes it down to the fine point of the, the Shema, that you, know, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, uh, and, and the, the holiness code, uh, from Deuteronomy, love your neighbor as yourself. He took the Ten Commandments, in other words, and reduced it to those two laws. You know, the first three of the commandments, that one tablet, is all about worship of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, soul. And the second, seven, the second tablet of the Ten Commandments is, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. It's all about how we treat each other. He's reminding them. The law hasn't passed away. I didn't come to do away with it, but to fulfill it. And there's a reason for that. And this is what he's trying to remind them of. That when you say uh, that, the, the, that all the law and the prophets come down to how you worship and how you act out of that worship. See, Israel lived by the law, which could be divided into three things. 
the, the, the liturgical law, which is worship, which is all spelled out in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and Exodus, those parts that none of us like to read, you know? And in, in, the, in the second part, the second thing that they lived by was their ritual law. Leviticus is, is all about that. It's all about, you know, you can't eat this and you can't hang out with these people and clean and unclean, the ritual law. And, and then the third thing they lived by was the moral law, like the commandments and everything that flowed from that. Now, the ritual law is, is passed away with, with Jesus. Why? Because... The ritual law, the laws of separation, can't hang out with these people, you can't eat these foods, all was designed to keep Israel away from the pagans. Because if you can't eat the foods the pagans eat, you won't eat with them. If you can't hang out with those who are unclean, like the pagans, then you won't hang out with them. Now why would, why would God not, not want them to hang out? Because Israel proved time and again that every time they hung out with the pagans, instead of making the pagans Jews, making them monotheists, making them worshipers of the one true God, they ended up worshiping what the pagans worshipped. They couldn't be trusted. The ritual law was a punishment to keep the Jews away from the pagans so that the Jews would not become pagans. God wasn't done forming them, so they had to have that. But now that Jesus comes, we have grace so we don't need to be separated from people. Indeed, because of grace, now as Christians, we have to go out among the pagans, so to speak, and we got to convert them. Because why would God give us a faith? The true faith, the truth, the way, the truth, the life, if he didn't expect us to share it and to live it. What did Paul say? You became imitators of, the, of us and the Lord. You received. Why? Because we gave it to you. So the, the, the one thing that did persist and did last with the passing away of the ritual codes were the worship laws and the moral laws. You say, well, what happened to the, the worship laws? Those, those are gone too, right? The temple's not there. You know, they don't slaughter animals anymore. Well, where do the worship laws go? Right here. And if you read Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, you're going to hear about priests, and you're going to hear about chasubles, and you're going to hear about tunics, and you're going to hear about gold and vessels and bread and wine and blood and music and incense. We, we got it. Jesus took that and made this. Because we're made to worship. We need grace to be able to do what we're called to do, to live the life out there and to make disciples of all nations. We've got to have worship. We're made for worship. Does God need it? No, God doesn't need anything from us. We need it. We've got to worship. Because when we worship, we receive that which we need in order to live the Christian life. So worship. And you say, what about the moral laws? Well, the Ten Commandments hold. Jesus is built on them with the Beatitudes. 
in all his teachings? Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, soul, strength, your head, your intellectual endeavors, your mind, your, your heart, your affections, your emotions. You've got to have an emotional relationship with Jesus. And the soul, you've got to have that, that friendship, that love that God offers us so that love is alive in us so we can share that love with others. Share what? The way, the truth, the life. We've got to know intellectually what it is the church teaches, preaches, and believes, and we've got to share it. Because we have this intimate friendship, heart, mind, soul, everything goes out there. You'll say, well, what about Pope Francis and what he just said? Did you guys hear that? Last week? Something, you know, was in the news that Pope Francis changed the teaching on marriage. He, he didn't. He can't. You know, we don't change scripture. God gave us that. It's in the natural law. It's in the Bible. It's from the very words of Jesus. Nobody gets to change it. The culture might change it, but we don't. Now, he said some things that's confusing. He'll clarify it. But what we do know is that he gave an interview uh, last year, a couple of them, and they spliced it together and they took it out of context. He didn't say that. He didn't change that. The teaching on marriage. It's just one of those things that so when we're in the world, even though the culture in the world is changing the idea of what it means to be married, here, never. And what's here has to go out there. What we believe, preach, teach with the docility of our intellect and will has to be taken out there by God's love and shared. You don't place a light under a bushel basket. It has to be put on a lampstand where it shines before all. And you are the light that has to go and shine and teach and preach so that others might come to believe. Amen? Yeah. So... Our job is to get ourselves right by how we worship and then through that worship how we share the fruit of that worship which is the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the teaching of Jesus Christ with the world. You want your, you, you, you want your family to be right you want your marriages to be right. You want your money to be right. You want your kids to be right. You want your entertainment to be right. You get right with Jesus. And you stay close to Him. The way, the truth, the life. And you share it with the people that the Lord puts in your life. So that they might become imitators of us and of the Lord. Amen? All right, let's stand and pray. I believe in one God, Father Almighty.